May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Question number two. In attendance at my funeral. And I read. Yesterday, I attended my funeral held at my rural home in Kanyada, Homabe County. I saw many people come to give me a decent send-off. Some were crying, while others were wailing. Others came with staff wrapped in shiny packages. At first sight, the staff seemed like pizza, the common delicacy in town. But who values pizza in Kanyada, surely? Could not get enough stock of Rabon, the red ones from Kabondo? Others came smiling. They were the ones I had drawn during my lifetime. One of them resembled my PPI, that is Pastoral of Program of Pastoral Instruction Prefect in primary school. What wrong did I do to her? Why would she rejoice at my demise? There were many mourners. Food was in abundance. Only water was in scarce supply. The government was rationing water to save it for future generations. I was surprised at the number of those who were happy at my demise. I did not know that I had drawn such a high number of people. The gifts were very few, mostly from family members and few friends. I saw a group of children huddled in a corner next to mom's house. Next to mom's house. They were sad because their lives depended on mine. That if I had achieved my goals, I would have supported them to achieve theirs. But I did not do the best for myself, so they were doomed. Then I saw a grave, wide and deep, deeper than the normal ones had seen in my lifetime. Why did they want to bury me so deep? Were they tired of me, or did they want me to rot quickly? People were gathered around it, singing soothing songs to console those who were crying. Some had spades and jambes, ready to bury someone or something. Then a group of my former classmates from the university arrived. They were in deep pain. They were crying because of the lost opportunities I had missed in my life. Before burial, there was a discomatanga the previous night, since a group of my friends decided to celebrate my life rather than mourn it. This was unusual in our culture. People really enjoyed themselves. The funeral mass held the next day did not last as long as the discomatanga. It was short and to the point. Amidst all that confusion, my father in heaven decided to give me a runoff, a second chance for my life. He decided that I had failed to achieve the 50 plus 1 threshold required to enter the gates of heaven. With this second chance, it is now a do or die situation for me. I have to make or break it at my second attempt at life. I have a choice to make my life more sensible by serving others genuinely or die without anything worth mourning. With this second question in questions of my youth, I had a wild imagination. What would it be when I die? What will people say? I explored the topic of death quite a number of times because it is an inevitable part of our lives. 
I thought to myself, what would it be or what would it be like when I die? What messages will people write? What will they say? What will they miss? What will they wish, wish for? All these were the questions that made me think of this article in attendance at my funeral and I'd wish to project them, to bring them all in this article. I first said yesterday I attended my funeral at my rural home in Kanyada, Homopi County. With this, I'd wanted to bring the aspect of where we come from, all of us, where we, we will possibly end up. And I'd hoped perhaps to raise uh, a little bit of attention to the focus of where we come from. Because that is where we will travel our final journey. So how do you treat your people? How do you treat the people of uh, your relatives, your friends, your close friends? Most of us and some of us come to the city and forget where we come from at all. I had also mentioned about being productive in life when you are alive. I put it a bit um, harshly that some people were actually happy that I had passed on. I was trying to think that how productive are we with our lives today to a point that when we pass on or when we die, what will what will people say when we do when we die? Will they be disappointed? Will they petition God to give you some more life, like a case I heard of of a lady called Dorcas in the Bible, who was helping the poor and um, helping the wi- the widows to a point that when she died, the poor and the widows marched in town, or they looked for, they cried to God telling God that they will miss someone to help them the way Dorcas used to do, to a point that Dorcas was raised back to life, was just imagining, who will do that for me? And what does it take for that to be done for me? It now downs on me that for people to get convinced or for you to be helpful to people's lives that way, we have to live in a in a certain in a unique way of some sort we have to give our all and when we give our all then people will be will benefit or will be productive we will be we will be fruitful in our lives to a point that if we were to die hypothetically these people would protest these people would uh, ask god to give you another chance so that you can be there and your life can be beneficial to them so this was in my view, a good chance to think about how fruitful you are when you are alive. Who are you fruitful to? Who can petition God when you die to give you another chance? Who can do that? In this case, I have brought a, cha- a, a place of where some little children huddle in a corner and they are sad that I have died. Because their lives depended on mine. I look at people, let's look at people who have invented things, for instance. Um, Let's say whoever invented electricity. If he died before he invented the electricity, 
probably, probably, there would have been two more centuries uh, without electricity. So the world would be dark because that one person who was to invent it died without doing it. I ask myself every day, what am I not doing today that will affect people for many generations to come? What is it that I could, I may not be doing that could affect or what is it that I am doing that is going to affect generations to come? You may look at it from the point of, let's say, if you are a bad leader and you make a decision, let's say a place that was meant to be used as a, a park, uh, has been, you, it has been used build commercial buildings and so that children will not get a place to play for the next many years which decisions are we doing today that will affect many people or which things are we not doing today that will affect many people years to come this is what i'd hoped to ask you to think about through this article will people be happy that you lived or will they petition God will they have a reason to petition God to give you another chance or what exactly will people say and will they just say because they are being polite because every other time when someone has passed on we are always polite and saying nice things about them or will they say because you truly lived a fruitful life that is my question for you